Hey friends, have you ever had to wait and wait for what seems like forever for a promise or a dream to become a reality for you? Perhaps you're still waiting. Well, today's guest knows that feeling well and shares her story of how she went from a young girl designing sketches and selling them to friends, dreaming of working in fashion, to finally, 15 years later, getting invited to design and share her line at New York Fashion Week. For those who don't know, New York Fashion Week is the stage that all other designers, retailers, and bloggers watch to take their cues from. This is a big deal. This journey, though, has not always been easy for her, and it has required her patience, her faith, and God's favor, something that maybe you could relate to also. The best part is, I'll explain later in the episode how you can have a direct hand in making this dream a reality for her. Stay tuned, grab your cup of coffee, and listen close so you can be encouraged as you also wait for your own dreams to be fulfilled. And you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenilee Samuel. All right. So I met Bria. Um, actually, I accidentally, well, I didn't accidentally. I started stalking her online <laughs> when a friend had sent me an article uh, in our local magazine of this, this local girl who is a designer and just got invited to go to Fashion Week. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to meet this girl. And so I couldn't find her on Facebook or Instagram yet because I was looking for her name. Couldn't find her. And so I messaged my friends back and I was like, oh my gosh, you guys help me find her so I can stalk her. And so, which sounds so creepy. And uh, so I did finally find her on Facebook and sent her a message and was like, I am so excited for the journey that you're on and how your faith plays into this and stuff. So um, I was like, let me take you out to lunch. So we went out to lunch a couple weeks ago got to know each other. And so this is Bria Evans, a local to Beaumont. (laughs) And um, Bria, why don't you explain a little bit, just like in capsule form, because we'll get into the the questions in a second. (laughs) But in capsule form, um, what you do and what you're doing. Um, So I am a fashion designer out of Beaumont. Um, I am currently prepping for New York Fashion Week. Um, which I'll be going to in September. Just so exciting. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's really what um, I'm working towards right now. It's okay. just getting everything in order for that. So I'm excited. It'll be my first collection as a brand. So Right. Yeah. Now, okay, wait. I don't want to get ahead of myself and ask <laughs> questions. Okay, well then let's let's start with you then. So where are you from? Where did you grow up? Have you been here forever? Yes. I'm from Beaumont, born and raised. Um, Pretty much all of my family is from Beaumont. Well, on my mom's side, my dad's side is from Galveston. So we travel between Beaumont and Galveston, but I was raised in Beaumont. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you are a true local. Yes. (laughs) Um, Well, then, since my next question was, where's the favorite place you've lived? Have you lived outside of Beaumont? I have. I went to Louisiana State University, LSU, for a year. So I lived in Louisiana for a year, Baton Rouge. Uh And then... The majority of the time I lived in Dallas for schooling, I transferred to the Art Institute of Dallas. Um, So from 2013 to 2016, I lived in Dallas, which was awesome. Was that your favorite? (laughs) Yes. Because that's like like big city life. Yeah. It's like 
going to New York without like going to New York. <laughs> it's like New York on a smaller scale. Right, yeah. Okay. So Austin is Texas is LA. Right. And Dallas yes. is Texas is New York City. Yes. Okay. No, yes. I'm totally with you on that. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. So Dallas is your favorite. So, yeah. okay. Well then this, this is a more personal question. What is your favorite restaurant and what do you like to order there? Um, okay. So I don't really have a, a favorite restaurant, but there's a place out here called Real Cajun, and they have Boom Boom tacos and their shrimp tacos. Well, oh, you nice. can get fish or shrimp, uh-huh. um, but they put like a sauce on it, and it's like you taste it at first, and it's not like you're like, oh, it's not that hot, and then it kicks. Oh no! <laughs> but it's good. It's really, really good. Really, so I love their shrimp tacos. And then in Dallas, there's a place called Rodeo Goat. Okay, and <laughs> you find these strange name places. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, okay, so my sister, she's like a foodie. And so anytime okay. we go visit her and my brother-in-law in Dallas, she's like, let's go try this restaurant, uh-huh. you know. So this one time we went and she's like, there's a place called Rodeo Goat. It's a burger place. Let's go. So we were like, okay, I'm not really a burger person, but her and my brother are. So I was like, okay, majority rules. Uh-huh. And so I'm looking through the menu. I can't remember the name of the burger, but it has like a bacon onion marmalade. <laughs> What? That sounds delicious, And I was like, okay, if I'm ever craving a burger, I might eat a burger like four times out of the year. And Uh I'm like, if I'm ever craving a burger, I want to come back for this one because it was delicious. But I could eat that sauce by itself. No kidding. That sounds amazing. It's good. If you're ever in Dallas, Rodeo Goat. Rodeo Goat. Okay, now what was the other place that was here? Real Cajun. It's in Mid-County, though. It's not in Beaumont. What is your favorite fashion trend right now? What are you loving? Ooh. Um... Because we're in spring, heading right. into summer. I'm really liking, I know this is kind of random, but like mules, like shoes. Yes. I'm really like obsessed. Like I have probably like six or seven pairs of mules. Yep. I don't know what it is, but they're just like comfortable. They're easy to slide on. If you get a statement pair, you know, uh-huh. that can be the statement piece of your outfit. So I'm with you on that. <laughs> Last year was my discovery of mules. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I was like, where have these been all right. my life? Yes. Mules and slingbacks. Like, yeah. I have 50 pairs of all of those. Yes. Yeah. Okay. For those who don't know what a mule or a slingback <laughs> is, a mule is a shoe where it's like a closed-toed shoe, but it's just the front half of the shoe. Right. And the back is totally open. Yes. Like, there's no heel or anything. It's just open. So it's like a flip-flop but yeah. it's a totally closed toe closed toe yeah and then a slingback is similar but it has like a little a strap, strap around the ankle yep. around the back of the heel i yep, guess that's yeah oh uh, <laughs> yeah slingbacks are great i don't know if it's because i have narrow feet slingbacks don't stay on my feet yeah well. i have narrow feet so i try to go more for mules than slingbacks because yeah. yeah the strap, strap doesn't off. stay yeah yeah see you <laughs> just need to design some slingbacks for us skinny footed people <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day down the line. You and you and Madden, uh, Steve Madden, you guys yeah. could like join do a collab. Forces. Yeah, do a collab. That'd be awesome. Okay, so then tell us, take us into your journey with fashion. Is this something that you've always wanted to do? Mm-hmm. How did that start? When did you know this is my thing? Yeah, so I've always been like a creative person. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was 10 was whenever I discovered like fashion was what I was going to do. My aunt... Um, she designs, she's actually a costume designer now, but at the time she made like this uh, wedding gown uh-huh. and I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, my parents told her and she got me a fashion kit for Christmas that oh. year. And so, <laughs> I mean, like I spent every second of every hour in class sketching out stuff. Oh. Um, my mom said like, 
I knew she knew I was going to be entrepreneur, uh, an entrepreneur whenever I started selling my designs for oh, 25 cents to oh. my friends. <laughs> That's the best. In elementary school. <laughs> and then, like, my friends will remind me, like, you used to critique our designs and stuff. Oh. <laughs> so I've always wanted to be a, a fashion designer. So, yeah. That's a gift. Like, yes. not everybody knows that clearly right yeah that's what that's what everybody says like you've been knowing you once I'm like yeah Yeah. believe it or not I went to school to be a vet really which is how I ended up at LSU (laughs) what oh okay so you're going for their veterinarian program right oh well that's random I know well I love I love animals Uh and so my sister she's two years older than me and like we always said we were gonna go to Juilliard together when we graduated and so when she when she graduated she was like I'm going to school to be a dentist (laughs) So, yes, I was like, well, maybe I need to go to school to be something serious, too. And I was like, well, I love animals. I could be a vet. (laughs) So my my parents sat down. They talked to me. They were like, look, do you really want to be in school for the next eight years of your life? I was like, you're right. (laughs) I'm so so glad your parents did that. (laughs) Yeah, like they had a serious talk with me. Like, um, so we had a graduate's banquet at our church and we Mm -hmm. have to announce like what we're going to school for. And I was like, and I'm going to school for pre-veterinarian studies. And my parents were like. What? what? (laughs) So that night they talked to me. They were like, now let's decide before you leave for college. Yeah. So before I ever got to LSU, I changed my major to fashion design. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What was your, what was your click that you were like, yeah, clearly I need to take the leap of fashion design. Um, I guess them like really just being like science for the next four to eight years. Right. I was like, you're right. Never mind. (laughs) You're like, who's going to say that? I really wouldn't have mind, like, you know, um, she had a former student who was telling her how she had to, like, dig in the cow's rearing. Oh, Lord Jesus. And I was like, I I wouldn't mind doing that, but it was the science that was, that got me. I was like, yeah, Uh, I'll stick to fashion. (laughs) Yeah, well, and fashion probably involves, it involves a little science, but probably a whole lot of math. Yes, a whole lot of math, which I can deal with fractions and like now that I've been doing it for mm-hmm. so long I can kind of just easily like in my head like oh okay like I can easily look at something and be like that's half of an inch or that's quarter mm. of an inch like really? I can eyeball it now wow. um but yeah not nearly as much as science as it is man that's cra- yeah. isn't it amazing what your eye can learn to do like yes I can look at someone <laughs> and pretty much gauge okay you're this body shape you yeah. need this inseam you're probably about this right. size on top this size on bottom you're about this tall maybe weigh this much yeah like I can kind of yeah I would always like my um, pattern making teachers would walk us through like the process. They uh-huh. would just like like okay, half of an inch right here, and walk it around. And I'd be like, How'd you How did that? you do that? <laughs> and now I'm like, I get it because you know mm. I've been doing it for so long. So yeah, yeah. that's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> so what gives inspiration to your designs? I mean, I've watched the Project Runway. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've probably watched <laughs> yes. every episode, yes. and it I'm always amazed me the interesting environments they put them in Mm -hmm. with the purpose of getting inspiration for their designs so what's your process and see that's I would struggle everybody always asks like are you gonna go on project runway have you ever considered it and it's always like no really (laughs) too much pressure yeah it's it's the time like 24 hours to design and so like that's insane I people who go on that show and make it 
props to them because mm. I'm like I hyperventilate and it's only like 45 <laughs> minutes you know to an hour of the show and I'm like are you gonna make it in time <laughs> um but yeah so my my inspiration comes from um modern architecture okay. and contemporary architecture so I love um really just angular styles and lines mm. um I took a couture class in college and that's when I learned that I really love fabric manipulation mm. and so I try to incorporate that in my designs So I like taking just really plain fabrics and giving them detail. Okay. So, yeah. Like pleats, ruffles, swoops. Right. All the things. Yes. Now, do you do that with accessorizing like zippers and all those things or just the fabric itself? A little bit of everything. I really had an opportunity to experiment with that. Uh, for my senior collection in college. Okay. It was very um, street editorial. And so I had an opportunity to do like quilting techniques and just placing zippers in places. And um, the collection was kind of inspired by what life and fashion might be like um, influenced from technology in the next five to 10 years. Oh. And so very I got modern. to, yeah, I got to play around with like a lot of different fabric manipulation techniques, which was very fun. Okay. Um, and that's kind of when I was like, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Jay, Jay Bolin does that a yes, lot. Yes, yes. If you guys don't follow stylist Jay Bolin, <laughs> oh my gosh. He, he does prints in a way that is like, how did you do him and um, Dom Streeter? I don't know if you remember her him. from um, her. Project Runway. Oh, she okay. won. She won her season, and then she went on to win Project Runway All Stars too. Oh wow! But the way that she does prints is like insane, mad crazy. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I if I tried to do that, it would come out being a hot mess. I know. <laughs> I'm like, no. See, I love mixing prints. I yes. think it's so. It adds that. It takes to a whole nother level. Right. Yeah. Like. People who mix prints are doing it on purpose. Yes. Well, then you got those people that are like, it's like they got dressed with their eyes yeah, closed. Yeah, like they're trying like, too Wait, hard to on. make it work. Yeah. Or they just literally don't care. Right. And they're like, I just pulled something out of my yeah. closet. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe not so much right. that. But, but when you're mixing prints intentionally, yes. like it can be so chic. Yes. And I just love it. But you're right. Jay Bolin, he like puts colors together yeah. and prints. And I'm like, you're breaking all the mixing prints rules. Right. And it works. And it's crazy because um, he styled someone. And I didn't even know that he had styled. It was like a singing group, I want to say. It was two girls. Okay. And I saw it going around on Twitter, and I was like, that surely does look like Jay Bolin. And mm. then he posted on his Instagram. I was like, yep. So it's crazy Called how it. he's, like, branded himself, and you can, like, instantly recognize yes. when it's him. Okay, so tell us about your personal life, then. Did you grow up in a fashion industry home? Um, Yes and no. My mom, when she was in high school, she did a little bit of sewing. Um... I was influenced, of course, by my aunt, and then Mm -hmm. her husband, who she's married to, he did tailoring. Oh, okay. So, it was kind of in my blood, but it wasn't like, you know, I watched my mom sew. Right. You know, she obviously does the cooking. Um, So, yes and no, I guess. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And your parents are also in ministry. Does your dad do something besides ministry, or is that his full-time thing? Um, He actually... <laughs> so my dad has three degrees, um, two in business and one in technology. So oh, okay. currently he works in technology. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, for the majority up up until two or three years ago, mm-hmm. my dad was full time associate pastor wow. at our church. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you had a di- really diverse background then. Yeah. Which is kind of awesome. You had a lot of things to pull from. Right. You know. Yeah. And so, well, now your faith background, 
Um, how has that played into your fashion? I know, but share with the listeners how that yeah, played into Yeah, so, of vision. course, my brand, um, it's Dignified Women's Apparel, based off the of scripture of Proverbs 31, 25. Um, she's clothed in strength and dignity and laughs without fear of the future. And mm-hmm. so, it's just my mission to, like, reinstill that confidence into mm-hmm. women. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's really how my faith sort of plays in. I, I didn't want me to be the center of it you Mm -hmm. know a lot of people name their brands after themselves and um well I didn't do that for two reasons (laughs) we were told in school like you know never like copyright yourself you know if you Mm -hmm. go on and decide you're going to retire from it and you have to pass it on to someone you know they have rights to your name and so that was one reason but the other reason was like (laughs) oh don't let me I'm like wait I just made my business name and it's my name (laughs) help it (laughs) so that's one reason Uh you know um but the other reason was I didn't want me to be the center of it sure and so I wanted people when they come to me to recognize you know that this is God moving in this so yeah yeah see and I I've grown up in ministry as well Mm -hmm. as we talked about at lunch um and uh, something that makes me really I guess Growing up, as you've probably encountered, with dress codes Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, there's modesty. And I don't know if it was, like, a movement that was kind (laughs) of a thing when we were growing up or if it's just always been a thing. But I feel like women and beauty and I feel like there was always kind of shrouded with a sense of shame and materialism. Yeah. yeah. And I grew up, like, even I grew up always wanting to look cute Mm -hmm. and do my hair and have a cute outfit because it was just in me. Right. And my sisters would make fun of me, which they both apologized (laughs) since then. They're like, we were stupid. We're so sorry. You know, but, um, and I wasn't allowed to look at magazines, which Mm -hmm. I am thankful for because it protected a lot of my self-image, I think. But there was all these messages sent to me around fashion and and beauty mm-hmm. that came with this connotation of oh no if you really care about that you're probably super shallow or really ungodly right. you know and and now though i feel like as i got to know the lord this love for my beauty mm-hmm. came out like not in an egocentric way right. but like god gave me beauty yeah and i began to love how he made me and began to love my femininity right. something that i was always kind of like feministic about before yeah. you know And it was like, as I've gotten to know the Lord, like, I see how much he really values, Mm -hmm. like, the way we dress. Like, the Proverbs 31 woman, she used silk to dress her family and fine Fine linens, linens. you know? And all these different scriptures that, as I began to explore style and fashion, I began to look in the Word. And I found way more scripture in support of good style than I did against, you know? And, like, against, it was just the one. And it was like, hey, just don't let this be the center of your identity, basically, you know? And so how have you seen that conflict kind of maybe, I don't know if it's resolved, or, like, how have you found your voice on that topic Yeah, now that you're in fashion coming from your background? That was always, like, the hard part for me because... Like, I was like, okay, God, like, I know this is my gift, but how do I use it in a way that glorifies you without preaching modesty or, like, mm-hmm. you know, your dresses have to cover you completely up and, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, um, for me personally, it's just, I know what I prefer to wear, you know, and so that's sort of how I've resolved it. I don't like, you know, necessarily wearing skimpy clothes and, 
you know, but at the same time, I don't like being covered up all the time, you know? And so I feel like there's a way to be fashion forward without exposing every part of your body, you know? And you don't have to do it in a way that shames other people for choosing to dress that way. Um, And it's just been, you know, this is my brand and this is what it stands for. And Mm -hmm. this is how... I want my woman to dress. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so that's sort of how, that's been my mindset in it all is, you know, especially with fast fashion and you see the direction that it's going in. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, so how do I be different? Mm. And so, um, but yeah. Fast fashion being stuff you can find just anywhere you mean? Yeah, like fast fashion and like things that Mm -hmm. are, like Fashion Nova does it bad. You know, you'll see something on the runway and like, they'll have it the next week the later. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, you know, how do you stand out? How do you be mm-hmm. different, you yeah. know, without doing over-the-top Right, <laughs> so, right. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, you just have to define what your limits are and where you're willing to go because it's very easy to say, you know, I want to do this just so I can be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of been my mm-hmm. mindset and all of this is like, you know, define your customer Mm -hmm. and if they want to buy from you they will and if they don't they don't yeah and I make clothes that's like very I feel like fashion forward and I think about myself I think about my sister I think about my mom you know I think about women who are you know believers who might not be believers but people who are believers they might want to wear something that I make to church you know Mm -hmm. it's like okay could I see a woman wearing this to church Mm -hmm. you know Um, Because I do have a lot of people who support me and they are Christians and women, you know, in ministry. And so um, I do keep that thought in the back of my head when I am designing. But at the same time, I do want it to be fashion forward. You know, I do want to make trends and make statements. So, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I remember one time when I was when I was in college and I went to a leadership Bible school Mm -hmm. that was we had a real strict dress code. Yeah. And you couldn't wear spaghetti straps, like, at all. You know, they had to be, like, two inches or three inches right. straps or whatever. The fingers. Yep, the fingers. Can your fingers, do they cross the mark? Yeah. And uh, anyways, but I remember, like, in that little community, there was, like, you know, things get really extreme. So it was yeah. kind of like, oh, spaghetti straps, they're the devil, right. you know? And so I remember once going into town off campus, and I ran into my advisor. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to her at Barnes & Noble, you know, and we're just talking, talking, talking. And it wasn't until we'd been talking for 10 or 15 minutes that I noticed she was wearing spaghetti straps. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, on campus, anytime anyone broke dress code, it was like, <gasps> like right. you noticed it right yeah. away. And so I thought about it for the longest. I was like, why was it she's standing right in my face, mm-hmm. not technically in dress code, yeah. but it never struck me as immodest. Right. And I realized then in that moment, like, it's not just what you're wearing, it's how your you, attitude yeah, and how, how you, you wear, wear it. it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, what's the spirit behind it? Right. You know? And um, it kind of like freed me, honestly, mm-hmm. from some of those rules that had been made. Right. To not feel like I had to be bound to this, like, oh my gosh, your dress must come four inches right. past your fingertips <laughs> yeah. if you're godly, you know, <laughs> right. like, hello. Yeah. And so it just made me, like, then it it went back to the heart, which I think is yeah. what God is all about, right. you know? Like, what is the heart that drives your yeah. actions? And so, um, yeah, being in fashion has been interesting. Um, and I, I always think about, like, the scripture that says, you know, don't cause your brother to stumble. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, what I'm wearing, what I'm saying, you know, how do those actions affect the people around me like what you were saying when we met at lunch like your influence you know just Mm -hmm. being mindful of your influence that you have 
Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's a delicate balance. I think yeah. I was I was talking to a mentor and I was like, you know, I'm trying to find that balance right. between ministry and fashion yeah. and being relevant to my fashion followers and then being relevant to my ministry influence, yeah. you know? And um and they commented, they're like, you know what? I don't know that you'll ever find that perfect balance. It's just a constant awareness mm-hmm. of being sensitive to both sides right. and just just always delicately adjusting. Yeah. You know, and I was like, well, that's true and exhausting, but true. Right, <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> that, but that's life, you yeah. know? Things, people are always, um, people are always, they're always going to have a thought. And so I think it's it's love to to be aware and to be mindful. But mm-hmm. but I think there's a lot of, <clears throat> I think the Lord, all, all of this little part of the conversation to say, I think the Lord is also in this time, like redeeming women Mm -hmm. and redeeming the female image. Yeah. And we see the world going off on the far end where it's trying to violate the image of male and female. Right. But at the same time, I see God like drawing women back to the forefront. Yeah. And women speaking up with the Me Too movement. Like I feel like God is trying to give women their voice back. Yeah. You know, and like the world will always take things to a perverted extreme. Right. But I can still see what God is doing behind it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like in that he's also trying to redeem beauty. Mm -hmm. Like beauty is part of God's nature. Yeah. You know, it's not part of hell's nature. It's definitely a characteristic of the Lord. And so I try to, with the women that I mentor and stuff, I try to reiterate to them like, it's good that you're beautiful. Yeah. You don't have to apologize for that. Right. Like, that brings glory to God. Beauty's refreshing. Yeah. And God made it that way. Right. And so trying to just redeem that with fashion mm-hmm. and and breaking off some of the shame that religion right. has added to the picture. Completely agree. <laughs> so, Completely. Yeah, I'm with you. We're on that same path right there. Okay, so how would you describe your time with the Lord? Like, just more personal side. Um... So we actually went to a um, Elevation Worship concert this weekend, and it was just like leaving there. I went to a con. I went thinking it was just going to be a concert, mm-hmm. and it just was like an all-out just worship session. Just nice. from that from that night, and then we went to my sister and her uh, my brother-in-law's church that Sunday morning, and literally it just felt like worship. I just kept floating. I'm still like high. I'm telling Aww. you, what, I'm still high off the worship <laughs> I had this weekend. <laughs> But um, just those intimate moments where it's just like mm-hmm. you and God and mm-hmm. just work like that's just my favorite thing to do is just to be in his presence and yeah. just, you know, really hear his voice. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we go in with our agenda and like, you know, I need this and I need that, you know. And so I feel like for me now it's important that I go in with, you know, God, what do you want from me? You know, Mm -hmm. not what I can get from you because I know you're going to bless me with, you know, things that are the desires of my heart as long as they align with his plan. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, just going into it, just, you know, trying to hear what God wants from me instead of the other way around. That's so so good. That's so good. So do you have, like, a life scripture that kind of guides? Um. I think it just depends on what I'm going through in the moment, you know. I'm always looking up like, you know, anytime I'm having self-doubts, you know, okay, God, I need you to hear, speak to me. Mm. What he really, the way he really speaks to me is through music. Mm. And so a lot of times, like, um, I'll listen to a podcast and like a song I haven't heard in like three years will come up in my head Mm. and I'll just play that song and just really like reflect on what the words mean to me. Um, so Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I love how the Lord speaks in different ways. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll have that too. Sometimes I'll wake up and a song is just yeah. in my mind that I haven't heard in forever. Right. And it'll be playing in my sleep too and I'll wake up and I'm like, 
angels? Are y'all singing over here? <laughs> like, what's going on? Well, the word does say he sings over yeah, us. So, <laughs> you know, that's probably what that is. Yeah. Okay, so I'm, my questions kind of bounce around a little bit, but what do you wish that you had known starting out? Like, mm. starting out in your fashion journey, what do you wish that you would have known? Um, That it wasn't going to be a quick journey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people told me that, but I'm like, eh. And see, you know, I... I'm very humble now because God had to humble me because through college, my professors, they just sung my praises like you're going to be so great and you're good at this and you're good in that. And so not that I really got it. I don't really think I was ever really cocky outwardly, but inwardly, I I look at something like, why did she ever make that? Or that Mm -hmm. seam is off, you know, and I was so critical of other people you know, and when I graduated, you know, God was like, now what you going to do? You know, because I didn't have anywhere to go. And I'm like, but man, like, I'm so good at it. You know, why am I not? Yeah. And so I definitely had to go through like an humbling experience. Uh, um, like Joseph. Yes. <laughs> and so, but that's one thing that I, I wish I would have known was just like, it wasn't going to happen overnight, sure. you know, because Things would happen like, you know, I made a beautiful prom dress and I'm like, okay, this is going to be the dress that starts my career. And it didn't. Mm. And then I went to Fashion by Houston. I'm like, okay, somebody's going to be there in the audience that sees my work and it's going to start my career. And it didn't. And so it was like, okay. (laughs) So, yeah, I I definitely feel like I wish I would have known like it wasn't just going to happen overnight. Like there was going to be some things that I had to go through to get to where I am now. But Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then now, as you're given opportunities like Fashion Week, yeah. I mean, the probably the temptation is there to be like, okay, Fashion Week's going to start my career, you know? What keeps you, like, from getting on that roller coaster? Um, I guess just going in it, like, this has just been my thing, even with the designing process of it, is, like, you still have time, mm. you know? Um, and I'm thankful for every day that I get to wake up and, like, do what I love, you know, another day, because I know that's not promised. Um but definitely just knowing that like this is the start mm-hmm. and you have time to become everything that God intends for you to be. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do it all at once. Cause when I first started designing, I was like, I want to do this, 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 this. Uh-huh. And God was like, it's just you. Remember that <laughs> you're the only one. <laughs> you're the only one patterning. You're the only one sewing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he just had to remind me like, you have time to grow, to, to grow yeah. you know? So just take it, like do the best you can for this you know, this is your first collection as a brand. So focus on that. Do it well, mm-hmm. you know, and then grow from that. Because yeah. it's like if I would have given my all just to this show, it's like, okay, where do I grow from here? Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, just yeah. reminding myself that, you know, I have time to grow. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. And that takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah, it does. Cause it then, really does. <laughs> yeah, because then you're not like... My whole future rides on this. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, and, like, I have the skills there. I'm really good. Once I get the patterns out the way and I'm able to start sewing, like, it takes me, you know, a day or two to do a whole outfit. So uh-huh. I'm really good on that end, and it's good quality. And so, um, you know, I'm like, just make it. Just do it to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. You know, present a good collection mm-hmm. and see what happens from there. You know, yeah. don't just put all your eggs in a basket yeah, for this yeah. one is one opportunity so that there's yeah. so much wisdom and freedom in that though right because like even this morning while I was talking to the Lord I feel like he reminded me that the times and seasons in my life when I've experienced a lot of favor and mm-hmm. a lot of opportunity 
is the seasons not when I was chasing a big dream. Right. But when I was, my goal was to be faithful with the small things mm-hmm. and to bear good fruit. Right. Like, that was my goal. Yeah. Like, God, I just want to be faithful. Because yeah. I don't know what's coming next, right. you know? And if I can be really faithful today, then... You know, maybe today's my last day, and right. this is the thing. This was my great moment right. in time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right? And so, if I can be faithful with today, every day, then at the end of my life, I'll look back, right, and be like, I was faithful with my life, right? You know, yeah. and and it does. It takes a lot of pressure off. It does. Yeah, I mean, like New York Fashion Week was not on my radar, right, at all when it came. Um, my twenty fifth birthday, I remember like driving back home. I went to Dallas. And I remember driving back home, and I was just crying. I was like, God, I just don't want to live life without purpose. Like, that's yeah. that's it. You know, I don't care what it is. I just need some purpose in my life. Yeah. And, I mean, two or three weeks later, that's when I got the email about New York Fashion Week. I wasn't searching for that. You know, yeah. I didn't apply. I wasn't, you know, that wasn't even crossing my mind. I was like, I just want to make clothes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, just, I just want to do what I love. Yeah. Um, New York Fashion Week was like mid-career goals for me I wasn't even worried I was like okay I'll get there when I'm like 35 you know like I, I was not worried about that at all wow so you know and I mean it literally landed in my lap I they found me through fashion by Houston that happened in 2017 it was a whole year later was that a school or a um it's it's a company mm-hmm. um they're called fashion x I keep saying fashion by but I really think it's fashion x um, but they do one in Houston, Austin, and Dallas. Okay. And so it's kind of like a a mini fashion week. So mm-hmm. it's like for three days, I think. Oh, cool. And so I applied um, as a capsule designer. Oh. And it's a way pretty much for um, people who aren't necessarily, they aren't necessarily established mm-hmm. to show a collection in front of, you know, influencers and stuff like that. Okay. So um, that's what I, I applied for that in went to the show, said, you know, okay, I guess this is going to be it. You know, after a month of nothing really happening, I was like, okay. All right. Plan B. <laughs> Plan B. What's next? <laughs> and so um, I guess my work was on their website, oh. and that's how they, their curators, uh, Oxford Fashion Studio, who I'm doing New York Fashion Week through, that's how they found me wow. was through my work from Fashion X. Wow. Yeah. So that was literally just like a favor yeah. moment. Right. Like God was yeah. just like, and here you go. I, like, I literally applied. We found out my mom was actually the one who told me that they were taking applications for it. And it was like a day before mm. the applications were due. Oh, my gosh. I applied and, yeah, ended wow. up getting accepted. So see, what looked like a failure, right. dear, dear listeners, <laughs> right. what looked like a failure was your doorway. Right. Exactly. And in the meantime, your character was being refined. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Because I was like, you know, not that nothing didn't come from it. It just right. didn't come when I thought it should have. You know, it didn't come the, a month later. It came a year later, yeah. you know. And um, and it was even bigger. Right. Now it's even bigger of a platform than right. what that was. <laughs> exactly. So. And I mean, just like the revelation that came when I got the invitation for New York Fashion Week and I spoke to the lady who, you know, is my person of contact, the revelation that came from everything that I had gone through, mm. you know, and um, God revealed to me that I was in a winter season, you know, and yeah. um, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's by Hillsong. And um, it was just talking about how 
on the other side of winter, mm-hmm. you know, is something greater to come. Yeah. You know, and so he he brought me through all the physical elements of winter and yes. gardening during the winter time and you know, that revelation of that kind of carried me through mm-hmm. the next two weeks until I got the invitation to New York Fashion Week. So wow. it was yeah. 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 It's amazing how many times in life too, like there's a dream that's died or mm-hmm. there's a injustice that you're waiting for justice right. or whatever. And I've, I've seen how things will just hold and hold and hold and hold <laughs> until your heart changes. Right. That revelation, that surrender maybe to yeah. the Lord's will or to the bigger God, I trust you, you right. know, that surrender yeah. happens and then chink, everything changes. Yes. And it's like, cause it was literally a point yeah. where I was like, okay, I really don't know what's next. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. That's awesome. Man, what a cool story. Okay, so we've talked about then, like, the importance of the heart and how the Lord works through all these things. What advice would you give to listeners who maybe are on their own journey? They have a dream. Maybe they've articulated it. Maybe they haven't. Maybe there's no open doors or too many open doors. They don't know where to go. What advice would you give to listeners in pursuing the vision that's in their heart? Yeah, I um, actually just talked to a group of young girls about this. And for me, I feel like if it's something that God has placed in your heart, like you know it, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's something that you just can't get out your system. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like it's important to really pray on it and make sure that, you know, okay, God, what steps do I need to take to get to it so I don't get too ahead of myself (laughs) in what I did, you know? (laughs) You know, help me to not make the plan happen on my own Mm. but you know in the time that you would have it to go but just always like believing yourself I feel like a lot of times self-doubt kept me back from doing things that I should have done a long time ago and now I'm in a place where I'm like you know I don't get to I don't have to shrink for anybody (laughs) right you know and so um I just feel like making sure that you know you know the plan you have the plan you know sort of written out it doesn't have to be on a timeline but, you know, God, I dedicate this plan to you, however you want to make it happen, happen. But just, you know, keeping that vision in mind and not giving up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, expound a little bit when you say, I don't got to shrink back for nobody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, how did self-doubt, how did shrinking back play into? Well, growing up, I was always like the artsy child. And like before art was really, like now everybody's an artist. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's everybody's an artist. Um, but like growing up. I was the creative person, you know, mm-hmm. in school, in my family. Like, I didn't really connect with people that easily. Mm-hmm. And so it was very easy for me to just say, like, okay, I'll just keep it to myself. And I'll just be myself to myself. You know, I didn't really express who I was because I didn't want people to look at me crazy. Like, who is she? She's not anybody. You know, she, you know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and so um, it took me a long time to, like, break that shell off of, mm-hmm. you know, Who's who are they to say, you know, what you're capable of and yeah. what you should be doing? You know, like if that's who you are, then be that. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal and my motto for 2019 is, you know, don't shrink. Don't be shrink. yourself, you know, because that's, that's who God created you to be. So that's yeah. so good. You need to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> so I have it on a sticky note above my mirror, like those affirmations that I say to myself yes. every day. That's one of them. Don't no. shrink. You know what? That needs to be okay. Okay. So she's fundraising for Fashion Week. We're gonna yeah. go into that. You should put it on a T-shirt right. and, and sell, sell it. Yes. Yeah. Do it on yes. Facebook. 
downstream, downstream. Right. Yes. And then we'll make those available to you, right. the general public. Okay. <laughs> so, well, then how can listeners get involved? Because you are trying to get to Fashion Week, right. and there's a big chunk of change that goes with yes. it. And so, Bria is fundraising, and she's been fundraising for a while. Right. Yeah, right? since um, December. Since December. Yeah. Do you have a Facebook page or something real simple to point them to yeah. to find all these? Um, my Facebook page is Dignified Women's Apparel, if you want to go on Facebook. That's um, to find. Yeah. <laughs> the GoFundMe link should be on the page. Okay. And so then what does the money cover that you're fundraising? Um, so everything that I'm asking for in donations goes straight to uh, participation fees. Okay. So that doesn't include fabric or travel. I'm trying to, you know, balance the cost of that. Um, so the first installment is paid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Paid, I know. Paid it the other day. And pretty much all of that has been from donations. Okay. So wow. that's been a blessing. Because um, so. you're not working right now. You're just designing. Right. <laughs> okay, people. Yeah. Any of you wealthy entrepreneurs out there want to fund her dream, here you go. Yeah. So um, I have two more installments of uh, $2,600 okay. due um, in April. No, just paid the one for April. June and July. Okay. So so it's close to about 900 bucks covers each design with yeah. a model, hair, and makeup. Right. right? So that's what it all kind of right. goes yeah. into. Uh, hair, makeup, models, runway photography, PR, all of that. Okay. And how yeah. long do you have to be out there? How many times are you running your show? Just once? Just once. I show on September 7th. Okay. Um, but I do have an opportunity to show in Milan, Paris, or London in 2020. <laughs> I know. <laughs> The goal is Milan, uh, September 2020. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you just said that. That's so exciting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, people, let's get her there. Let's just get her there yeah. so we can all live vicariously. Right. <laughs> put on for Boma, please. so wonderful. Yeah, put Boma on the map, girl. Yes. Okay, so the money covers that. So you'll actually be needing to have more than that because mm-hmm. travel expenses, food, New York's not cheap. Right. Hotel, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. So, people, we need to show her the love. Okay. <laughs> so what could come out of this fashion show? Um, so the way the company is set up that I'm going through, they put you in front of buyers, manufacturers, influencers, people who just can really help you launch your career. Yeah. And so the goal is to have an e-commerce site where I'm able to have clothes manufactured to sell okay. um, on a site. It is women's ready to wear. Um, so not don't come looking for formal because it will <laughs> and not men either because I didn't got that too. Do you do men's? No. Oh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I did take men's wear in college. So, okay. you know, I, I have the background. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's women's ready to wear for now. So that's street styles, not the couture stuff that you right. see on the normal runways that right. are like, where'd yeah. that come from? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely wearable fashion. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. And then, well... Okay, we kind of just answered that. Okay, I'll edit this whole part out. Okay, so um, moving into life hacks. Mm-hmm. I'll record some, like, midway yeah. transition things. Okay, so Bria has some genius uh, life hacks for you. Uh, so this is your favorite segment. Whatever, I'm botching this whole thing. Okay, what is your favorite life-saving tip, Bria? As if I've never done this podcast it's before. You know? Okay, what is your favorite life-saving hack um, so personally, this is something that I've started this year and it was 
Actually, um, I'm a part of like an entrepreneur group. Um, found her through a podcast. It's called Blessed and Bossed Up Society. Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> and it's for uh, Christian uh, entrepreneurs. Okay. And so one of the master classes that she did was talking about um, turning your visions into reality. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that I sit down. Um, I try to do at the beginning of every week. But I just write out, you know, my vision. How do I turn that vision into a goal? Mm. I write out the plan for the goal. Okay. And then I see it happen. Wow. <laughs> and so that's something that, like, I looking back at it now, it's something that I didn't really do. And it was probably like, and, and I look at it, I'm like, well, that probably why, that's probably why I didn't really get to see that come to fruition because I didn't have a plan for mm-hmm. it. So I feel like that's important. A lot of times, especially as creatives, we're like, I have this great vision. I have this great plan. And, you know, we don't really write it out. And so then it just kind of goes, you know, and then another year comes back around. You're like, man, what happened to that? So I'm being very intentional about writing out my plans and checking it off. That's something that helps me, too, is being able to literally, like, physically check something off. It's like, okay, I accomplished this goal. What more can I do? Exactly. So, And it probably helps you use your time more wisely. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely helps with time management. So give us an example of what this looks like. So um, at the beginning of the year, um, God petitioned me to start a blog. Okay. And so I was like, okay, what are the steps that I need to take in order to start this blog? So... Um, I needed to define what my blog was even going to be about, you know, because yeah. you can't go to a blog and be like, I'm a blogger. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> Ta-da! What, what are you specializing in? So I had to narrow down like what my blog was going to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to get a website in order. And then I just kind of had to decide like, you know, when are you going to post? What are you going to post about? What are your different, you know, breakdowns going to be about? Um, and so that as well helped me to actually get my blog published so um beginning of end of february beginning of march i actually was able to launch my blog so wonderful yeah i had to write out all those steps and you know when are you gonna sit down to make patterns for it so i had to balance new york fashion week and making patterns for the clothes that i actually make for my blog um oh is that what your blog is about yeah so i feature original designs from my brand just to kind of brand my brand yeah yeah. (laughs) um and then I also have different segments where I like to talk to other um, people who are in fashion in southeast Texas in uh, particular okay um, because I want to change the conversation so Mm -hmm. that people are able to be more open about fashion and connecting in that way sure um so I have you know a couple of posts coming up from that from a couple of people that I've sat down and talked to so that's so great know, so I'm what excited. is the name of your blog where can they find you as sewn by Bria oh very nice <laughs> and it's um, oh wait that's your Instagram handle yes okay yes. I wonder where that came yeah, from yes so okay. I have um my blog is as sewn by Bria and then my brand my actual clothing line is dignified women's apparel oh, okay so um oh I like how they feed together yeah. that's so so it's all about just connecting, like I told you, like stitching together mm-hmm. all of the people in, you know, Southeast Texas who are interested in um, being more vocal about fashion and styling and all of that good stuff. That's so wonderful. Yeah. So if you guys see me and Bria buddying around, yes. toting the fashion in Beaumont parade, 
that's uh, that's what we're gonna be doing. Just join well, us. That's so exciting, <laughs> Bria. Thank you so much. No, for thank you. Coming on here. Okay, you guys, listen though. The goal is we want to get Bria to Fashion Week. Yes, we need please. Christian voices <laughs> in these industries, yes. and she loves Jesus, and we want to see her succeed and accomplish this dream. So her win is our win. Yes, for so, sure. So <laughs> thank you, Bria, so much for thank coming. You. It's such a blessing. <laughs> All right, you guys, I know you're just as excited to support Bria as I am, so I wanted to give you a little information how you can do that. If you want to travel vicariously through Herd of Fashion Week, you can connect with her on Facebook to follow her journey at Dignified Women's Apparel. That's Dignified Women's Apparel on Facebook. And if you'd like to donate directly to her, you can find her GoFundMe link on my blog or on her Facebook page, or you can use the Cash app and search dollar sign Bria Evans one. That's the dollar sign Bria, B-R-I-A Evans, E-V-A-N-S and the number one dollar Bria Evans one. That's how you can find her on the cash app. And if you'd like to find out any other ways you can support her or you want to shoot her an encouraging message on her journey, go check out her Facebook page at Dignified Women's Apparel. If you want to see any of her other social media platforms like her blog or her Instagram pages, just go check out my blog. I put everything in one place so it's easy to find. I'll have all the links on there for you. Okay, one last time. I want to make sure you can remember this. Find her on Facebook at Dignified Women's Apparel or on the Cash app at dollar sign Bria Evans one and any other links you can find on my blog. Thank you so much for supporting Bria's dream and God's dream of having his children be influential voices in these places of cultural influence. Don't forget, rate and share this episode. The more you share it, the closer Bria gets to her goal. Thanks so much for joining us today. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. For those of you who've rated or shared this podcast on social media, thank you. It really means a lot to me. And don't forget, you can always email me with questions or comments at javawithjenpodcast at gmail.com. And for links or show notes, just go visit my blog at jennaleesamuel.wordpress.com. Until next time, you've got this and God's got you.